the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. Saints of God, we're blessed to have a God who's not just a promise maker, but he's a promise keeper too. That means that if he made a promise to us, then we can rest assured that he'll do what he promised he'll do for us. One of the many promises that God made to me and you is found in Joel chapter 2. God made a promise that he'll restore everything that the devil has stolen that will devour from us. That even includes the years that were stolen from us and the relationships that were tore up by us. And since God's promise is written to believers, then the only question is, will we believe it? Will we believe the promise that God promised that he'll do is true? Because if we do, then we'll see that God isn't just a promise maker, but he's also a promise keeper too. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. First Thessalonians chapter 1. Now the same Holy Ghost who provides us his word provides us joy when the word is heard. Verse number 6, it says, And ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction, with joy of the Holy Ghost. Now he's talking about what happened when, when they got saved. He said, you became followers of us and of the Lord. Well, when did that happen? After having received the word of God in much affliction. Well, folks was dogging you, talking about you, saying stuff about you. But you, and that's something. But it did it with joy of the Holy Ghost. With joy of the Holy Ghost. Which means that the joy that you experienced overrode the affliction that you was dealing with. Because you were so happy to receive the word that you even dealt with the stuff that you heard that other people had to say against you hearing the word. Because some of us, we got talked about when we came to hear the word. But in an interesting, the joy that we received from the word would override what we went through. So that means that this joy is so strong about that God gives you when you re- receive the word of God that it overrides all the troubles that you can deal with and all the things that you can deal with as though they ain't about nothing. Because it gives you the strength to be able to make it through. Amen. Which means, can I reverse it? That if you don't receive the word like you're supposed to, you'll get weaker and weaker and weaker. And therefore, you won't be able to do what it is that you're supposed to do. That's why many of us are filled with joy at the thought of the opportunity to hear more of the word. More truth, more truth, more truth, more truth. That if we get the opportunity to hear some more truth, we get excited about it. Glory to the living God. We get a chance to be able to, I used to find out when, when I found out Bishop had another service, I'm like, he got another service? I didn't know. Praise God. I didn't read no bulletins. That was just some paper that they gave me. Praise God. I didn't bother to read it. 
Hallelujah. In fact, I was just using it for note paper. I would write down the scriptures, praise God, so I can look them up later, see if this man really know what he's talking about. This is great. I like this stuff. Let me write this down. Praise God. Hallelujah. I, one day I'm going to find them old, because I, I keep, my wife tell you, I keep everything. Praise God. And one day I'm going I'm to find them old things, praise God. And you can see when I first came to the church, I would like write down that side, then write down this side, and then write down. And then uh, I'd write like almost in like a certain, then I get there and say over. Praise God. And then I turn it over, praise God. And then I put some more notes on that side too. Till I eventually just said, well, no, I'll just bring a notebook. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I start bringing a notebook too. But I love to hear the word of God. I was excited. And then, and then talking about pumped after I heard the word of God. Shoot. Sometimes I would come in, praise God, feeling like, dang, this is jacked what I'm going through. Not that I gave my life to the Lord. But then I come in there and hear that word. I walked out and fired up, ready to bite the back of the devil's head off. Man, I'm just excited about the thing. Anybody know what I'm talking about up in here? People walk in church grinning, walk out of church grinning, praise God, grinning even more than they did before. People dentures slipping, everything. They just be grinning, having a good time, just enjoying the Lord, just having a, and that's how it's supposed to be in the house of God. It's supposed to be a bunch of people up in there that enjoy the Lord, not sour pussies that gotta be there. Mad because they there when they gonna leave. All that kind of stuff. No, you leave. No, sit down, stay. Because you need to be filled with some word, praise God, so that you can get some joy up on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Because the same Holy Ghost who provides us with the word provides us joy when, when the word is heard. That's why many of us are filled with joy at the very thought of hearing the word of God. Man, I couldn't wait. Man, Bishop, I couldn't wait. I said, that man going to preach today, praise God. I don't know what he's going to say. He's going to preach today. And, and Ashley, it's like, add time. It's like my man had went home with me, had, had, had walked around with me. Praise God. He all up in my mix. Come on, he read my mail. Y'all don't know nothing about him. All in my Kool-Aid. Praise God. Drinking it too. Praise God. Because he'd have, even have it on his breath while he would be saying it. Be like, golly gosh. This, this guy, I used to thought he would mic me or something. Praise God. Bug me. So when I go home, he hearing what I'm saying. So he can say, now I can get me some material to know to preach about. Praise God. But no, the same Holy Ghost <laughs> is the one that was teaching, telling him what to say. He didn't know I was there, but Holy Ghost knew I was there. Holy Ghost said, that little crazy fool here. Talk about this, talk about that. Say, use these words. And use the exact same words that came up in my mouth. I'm like, bleep, bleep, bleep. Did y'all hear that? <laughs> Oh, jeez, I told you that guy had to come on my desk and say, man, that's the first thing you have to clean up is your mouth. Praise God. Turn over to Isaiah chapter 55. I love the Lord. Oh, but there's a great benefit to it too. That's why Satan wants to make sure it's not done by you. Because there's a benefit that's even bigger than you when this joy gets back on the inside of you. Isaiah chapter 55. See, both we and everybody around us and everything connected to us will experience joy as a result of us having to re- receiving God's word in the midst of our life. When we receive God's words in our life, everybody benefits from it. That's connected to us, that's around us. Amen. Isaiah chapter 55, starting with verse 11, it reads, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the things whereunto I sent it. Notice all them shalls up in the middle of that. But then he don't stop there. He said in verse 12, for ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Well, that's us. 
But then everything connected to us. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing. In, 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 in elliptical, it says two. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Elliptical, two. Instead of the thorn shall come up fir tree. And instead of the briar, stick of bushes, shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. In such a way as God says, when my word go forth, not only is it going to hook you up, it's going to hook up everybody connected to you, hooked up everybody around you, hook up folk that don't even know you. Them trees don't know you. You could walk by them, they wouldn't know who you is. But because did you receive that word that fell from heaven and that revelation affected you, it'll affect everybody around you too. I say it'll affect everybody around you. The company that you work in will be affected because you're receiving the word of God. The company that you keep is affected because you receive the word of God. Because the joy that's rising in you will cause joy to stop rising in them too. Because they ain't got to deal with the old evil you. Praise God. Not, come on now, the old frustrated you. Because you know some of us get frustrated now, all of us get frustrated when our joy get low. Come on, when our joy on low, we get frustrated and we turn mean again. Y'all don't want to work with me up in here. Look at your neighbor and say, I know you. He's telling the truth about you. Tell him, I know you. Tell him, I know you. He's telling the truth about you. We get mean when our joy get low. And they'll be like, look, go back to that church. Here's some more word. Hurry <laughs> up. Golly, God, do you need me to take you? Good God Almighty. <laughs> what they VIP number? People be calling for other people. I don't know their number, but I heard they go there. Come pick them up. I'll make sure they're ready. Just come get them. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 29. I'm going to get that word back in you. Because that word becomes your joy. Yes, it does. Isaiah chapter 29, but you got to receive it. Somebody say you got to receive it because if you don't receive it, it won't benefit you. Isaiah chapter 29 verse 19 reads like this. It says the meek also shall increase their joy in the Lord. So he identifies who's going to receive, who's going to increase their joy in the Lord. The meek are going to do so. You already know that the meek are are the teachable. The meek are the teachable. Which means if you ain't reachable, then, then you won't be able to get that joy to you that he want to get to you. The meek also shall increase their joy in the Lord. And the Pope among men shall rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. Which means even broke folk will start rejoicing. Praise God when they get that word up in them. Hallelujah. I know that's right because I was broke as broke can be one time. Praise God. But when I hit that word, I walk around with so much joy you didn't even know I was broke. I'm walking around grinning. I'm happy. Not happy that I'm broke. I'm just happy while I'm broke. Praise God. Hallelujah. Y'all don't know nothing about none of this. I got God. I'm rich. I'm just walking around just grinning. I'm like, Lord Jesus, I ain't got a, ain't got a dime. But that's all right. I got God all the time. And so I'm, I'm just excited about life. Come on up in here. But when you're broken, ain't got no word. Oh, Lord Jesus. You, you all messed up. But the meek shall increase. Which means as teachable as you are is as joyful you as you can be. Because when you see people walk around full of joy, you see people that are meek and teachable. Psalms number 97. Let's look at stanza number 11. See, God's word provides us light that causes us to be glad. 
Anybody ever been in darkness? I'm talking about real darkness. I ain't talking about like a little bit of darkness. I'm talking about some straight up, bona fide, can't see nothing darkness. I remember one time, praise God, I was in Tennessee. Praise God. Hallelujah. The hills of Tennessee. I remember, because well, my mother was born in Tennessee. And I remember she took us to Tennessee. We were little kids. And then she said, well, now I'm going up to Uncle Johnny's property. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm thinking like he probably round the block, you know, three blocks over, something like that. We kept driving. All I was seeing was trees and dirt. I'm like, what's up with this? Praise God. I went out on the field. I remember that I was headed out toward the field. Praise God. He got all these animals and stuff like that. I thought it was like Ronald McDonald's farm. I'm seeing all these animals all over the place. And, 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 and I remember he said, as I was headed out toward the field, he said, now don't go out too far, boy, because night about to fall. I'm thinking like, look, old Duke, man, I, you know, night going to fall. I mean, it's the first time I ain't seen night. But that was the first time I saw night in the country. <laughs> All I knew was night in the city where street lights are and lights everywhere. Praise God. Where's this just, you, just, you just know it's night, but there's light everywhere. Night fail. I had never known what that meant. Night fail. <laughs> it's like, boom. It was like black. You couldn't see nothing. I lost all my cool. I was like, I was Detroit cooled in a mug, but I lost it. Ah! I'm like, I'm tripping out because I couldn't see nothing. I was like, and that was the first time I ever understood what they meant by you couldn't see the hand before your face. I put my hand before my face. I didn't see it. And I freaked out even more. I lost my hand. Ah! You know, I was young. I'm, I'm tripping. I'm screaming. I'm like, man, I, I'm like, Lord, help me. I didn't even know the Lord I'm calling on him. I'm like, help me. And then I saw this, this oil lantern coming on its way to me. I got hope. J- joy started rising up in me, praise God. Because before then, I'm hearing all kind of country song, sounds that I had never heard before. And all I'm thinking is, an animal about to eat me. That's, that's all I know. I'm, I'm like, I'm through, I'm through. When I saw that lantern, I got joy. And he got, I got my cool back together. So when he, when, he, when he walked over to me, he said, boy, I told you, don't go too far. And I'm like, yes, sir. Picked up my manners then. Psalms number 97, stanza number 11. It says, light is sown for the righteous, which means God drops light for us who are righteous. And gladness for the upright in heart. Which means the same time that light falls, gladness comes. Because why? It causes us to be upright in heart. So when we are upright in heart, we're now glad. Because now everything is lined up right. Everything, we can see things straight. We can understand what to do. Has anybody ever came to the house of God didn't know what to do? But now you, after you heard the word of God, you knew what to do. You can see things the way you're supposed to. You can see how this is. You can see A, B, and C. And how you got D before B. And you can and you see how to straighten it back out and put it in its proper order. And you can see what to do. Did you get glad when that happened? Praise God. That's because the word is true. You receive gladness when everything starts straightening out right in the midst of your life. And as we continue to receive it and walk according to it, our joy and our gladness will continue and it will increase in the midst of our life. But when we stop, the joy and gladness will decrease and, and stop. Why is that? Because the word stopped. Because when you stop the word, you stop the joy. I said when you stop the word, you stop the joy. You don't believe that? Turn over to John chapter 2, then we're almost through. John chapter 2. Stop the word, stop the joy. Lose your joy, you better go get you some word. John chapter 2. God showed that in the very first miracle that occurred. John chapter 2. 
Jesus' first miracle shows the correlation of receiving the word and the restoration of joy. Shows the correlation of the receiving of joy, receiving of the word of God, and the restoration of your joy. We're in John chapter 2, verse 1. It says, In the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, they have no wine. Now, wine represents joy. Wine represents joy. So that wine had ran out. Whole lot more party to go, but wasn't no wine no more. Because the wine had ran out, and wine represents joy. Which means when the wine ran out, their joy ran out. And they started losing their joy because there was no more wine left. Verse 4, Jesus said unto her, woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mama ignored him and said unto the servants. She actually did. She ignored him and then said unto the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Notice, can I paraphrase? Y'all going to receive a word from him. Whatever you hear his word is, do it. Make it happen. Verse 6. And there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. Of course, those six water pots, praise God, were pots of water in which they would use to be able to wash their hands and wash their utensils with so that they could be ceremonially clean when they would do what they're supposed to do. So these were pots that were filled with nasty water. And even then, most of the water would come out because then they would use it to wash their hands. It would splash and stuff like that. And so then before you know it, it was like low. It just have a little bit up in there. And so God said, I want you to, Jesus said, now I want you to fill those water pots with, with water. He said, I want you to fill the water pots with water. Water represents the word of God. Water represents the word of God. And those pots represent mankind. Because we were those nasty pots that was filled with nasty water. We were those nasty pots that was filled with nasty water. But we pick up at verse 6. And there were set there six water pots of stone. That was us hard. After the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus said unto them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim with water, representing the word of God. And he said unto them, draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. And when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, the water that was made wine, the water that was made wine, the water represents the word of God. The wine represents joy. They had received the water that was made joy and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water they knew. The governor of the feast called the bridegroom and said unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine. And when men have well drunk, got blowed, then that which is worse, the Boone's Farm, that's when they bring that out, the Mad Dog 2020. But thou hast kept the good wine up until now. <laughs> this beginning of miracles did Jesus in, Can- in Cana, Galilee, which means this wasn't the last miracle that Jesus did. In fact, he's still been doing that, the, the miracles too. Because wine represents joy. Water represents the word of God. The pots represent mankind. And when the pots were filled with water, 
the water turned into wine. When the pots were filled with water, the water turned into wine. When mankind allows ourselves to be filled with the water of the word of God, the word of God within us will turn into wine. The word of God in us will turn into wine. It turns into joy. That's why it is that the joy is in the water, which is the word. The joy is in the word. And when you get it on the inside of you, then it can then turn into the joy that God has for you. And as long as we keep ourselves in our, in, in our pots filled with water, then our joy will stay full. And that's why it's so important for you to continue to come into the house of God to get more and more water. Because there you will receive more and more joy. That's why you receive that because your water, word of God, is going to turn to joy for you. Why? When it is internalized in you, then it'll, and then when it gets ready to come out, it'll come out as joy. And it'll be able to cause things to be able to manifest well like you're supposed to. That's why Psalms 122, stanza number one, tells us that I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Well, why was they so glad? Why? Because I'm going to be filled with joy whenever I come into the house of the Lord. When I come into the house of God, I'm going to be filled with joy. I'm going to step into the presence of God because two or three gather together in his name. There he is in the midst of them. I'm going to receive a word from God, which is going to fill my water pots and allow it to be able to be turned to joy in the midst of our life. Isaiah chapter two, and then we threw. Isaiah chapter 2, and then we threw. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for his word. That's why we walk around full of joy, because we stay full of the word of God, because we come to the place where God restores the joy in the midst of our lives and allow ourselves to be able to be filled with the word that will cause us to be a people who are full of joy all the days of our life. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 3, it says, And many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go to the mountain of the Lord to the house of God of Jacob and he will teach us his way and we will walk in his paths for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And of course we already found out that when we receive the word, then the joy manifests in us. That's why Psalms 122 says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord because we know the house of the Lord is the filling station that can be able to cause us to be able to receive joyful manifestation as well as joyful restoration in the midst of our lives. That's why some of us, we smile when we walk in and we smile even more when we walk out. Not because the word is over, but because we're filled with what God had for us that day. Is anybody feeling filled right now? Praise God. Hallelujah. Then lift up your hands and just give God praise and glory for doing what he can said he would do in the midst of the house of God by filling you with the word that he wants to give to you so that your joy can be restored and you can live this thing out like God wants you to do. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you were blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope even more that you're gaining the faith to let him have his way, the faith necessary so that God who's a promise maker can also be a promise keeper in our lives. Let's take God at his word and let him fulfill that promise of recovering restoration to us that his word says that he wants to keep for us. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, Come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 
between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. Radio and internet are a blessing when you can't attend church. But make no mistake about it, there's no substitute for being in church, praising and worshiping God, and fellowshipping with other believers in the house of God. There's nothing like it. Every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So, if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. Make sure that you be in your father's house on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, from the bottom of our heart, we want to say to you, thank you. God said in his word, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's going to do what he said in his word that he'll do. That is, he's going to be a blessing to all of you tremendously too. So we thank God in advance for being a blessing to all of you that you've been to us. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is be a blessing to a blessed people like you. We pray 100 full blessing back into your lives for being such a tremendous blessing as you've been in our lives. Once again, thank you for being a blessing. It's truly appreciated. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.